Hello everyone and welcome to How to Cry Monster, home of monsters, mysteries, and paranormal conspiracies. I'm your host Neil Nestor and today we have a really special one for you guys. We're going to be talking about the mystery behind Princess Diana. I'm your co-host M, And I'm your co-host Giselle. I'm your man on the street, Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for joining us today, Avalon. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor. So, um, as far as Princess Diana goes, um, I've always known that there's been a lot of debate over, um, like, what was the cause behind this, like, behind this person's death. And um, I know that, like, when she died, like, the world was shook. Like, everyone was like, oh, no, because it was, like, a fairy tale come true when she got married. And, like, everyone was, like, crazy for that. I wouldn't say a fairy tale come true. The The marriage had a lot of problems. I oh, mean, yeah. before then. I'm talking about the marriage. Like, like getting married fa- itself. Oh, so, like, oh. a royal wedding. The ceremony. The yeah, royal the wedding. wedding. The okay. royal wedding was beautiful. Yeah, and everyone. And Diana's dress was, like, stunning, but, you know... Not something that I think lived up to be culturally in taste nowadays. It's just in taste because of its mm-hmm. it being an icon. She called her wedding day the worst day of her life, so... I well, think... worse than dying? I mean, the day she died <laughs> Well, was she can't comment too. on that, can she, Neil? I mean, that's not really of her life, that's of her death, but... Yeah. I think in the eyes of everyone else, it was a fairy tale. Right. Because that's what they're seeing on the outside. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know what was actually happening in that relationship. Right. And if there's something I know for sure, um, the the lives that people think that they can separate, you know, domestic-wise by being, like, royals, um, that it's, it's really just not possible to just exclude that kind of life from those people. Because, like... It, it shows that, like, um, it's possible to be of that kind of status and not be happy. And that's very important because people, you know, they the royal family has had a habit of keeping up appearances, you know? Oh, yeah. And, Definitely. like, just imagine, like, um, like, I know that, like, there was a lot of theories behind Princess Diana's death. And um, I'd like you guys to discuss that because I, I don't know too many of them. So what did you guys look into? So to give a little bit of background, I looked more into like the background of things mm-hmm. leading up to the death. So like I said, the wedding was the worst day of her life. Right. She had been saying before that she didn't want to go through with it. She didn't want to go through with it. Mm-hmm. But her sisters and everyone else basically told her the stuff is already made. The merchandise, like your face is already on the tea towels. Right. is actually what they're quoted as saying. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was too late. But one of the reasons that she tried to back out was one, she found jewelry that, um, I'm not sure if this came before or after, she had found jewelry proving that Charles was not um, faithful, mm. where it had his and Camilla, who is his current wife now, Yep. Their secret, like, names on it, or, like, the initials for their secret names, Fred and Gladys. Interesting. It's how they were, like, sneaking around and not being like, oh, it's Camilla and Charles. I'm more concerned that they chose Fred and Gladys. Right? That (laughs) ugly-ass names. But but that's still... (laughs) I'm so sorry to anyone named Fred or Gladys. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's probably someone's grandparents that you just insulted. I know, and I'm very sorry. (laughs) 
They're probably just looking at like the family tree right now, being like, "I always told you never to name me after her. Look at what it is. I'm being made fun of on air." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. When I hear Gladys, I think of Jello. I don't know why. Gladys. I think of Gelatinous. that. Gladys. Gladys. I think of, I think of Gladys, when I hear Gladys. Like, um, doesn't that mean like? Is that Latin for like? um, Gratis? Isn't that like tip? Like, no, that's gratuity. No, like it's it's thanks. It's like free or something. Gratis? Yeah, gratis. Gratis. Yeah. Spanish for free. Close. It's close enough. They're all derived in the same. Whenever I think of Gladys, I think of that one. Like <laughs> built lady in the lunch line, the cafeteria. Lady. Oh, my, oh god. my god! I feel like she's like a Gladys. Oh so my different. god! Okay, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> she found jewelry that was from them to each other that matched. Right. Like already proving that he was unfaithful, whether that was before or after the wedding. And he actually told her the night before their wedding that he didn't love her. Oh wow. Oh, it's dude. so messed up. That would have been a reason to be in the couch. Like, so just sleep there forever. Yeah. So to give him at least a little bit, like so that he doesn't look like the bad guy the entire time. Mm-hmm. He also wasn't sure, and he went to his dad, Prince Philip, to be like, "Hey, I'm really not sure what to do." And his dad was like, "Well, you got to make a decision. You can't just string along this young lady. Either you propose to her or you let her go. That's it." Yeah. Right. And Charles decided to go through with the wedding, which obviously didn't really work out. Have you seen Princess Diana's revenge dress? Oh, oh yes. my god, that dress An is gorgeous. Icon. She's such a baddie. Literally imagine because the royals as we've mentioned love to keep up appearances. You can't mm-hmm. just straight up be like I know that he slept with her. So she finds out, "Hey, my husband or this person that I'm allegedly in love with and have this fairy tale life with is unfaithful and unlawful and is sleeping with another woman can't go out and say that i'm gonna wear a black dress to mourn the relationship uh black is also a color of you know like the little black dress and i'm going to tastefully show off enough of my figure to show him this is what you're losing and to make him realize that there are countless men in the country who would gladly trade places with him and choose me and mm-hmm. also to know that he's dead to me. We love to see it. Did she have any other love interests? Yes. Oh, do you want to say or should I? You know, you did more research on it. I'll bounce off of what you say. Dodi Fayed. Literally her love interest. The son of uh, Muhammad Al-Fayed. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty sure everyone knows that because of the John Mulaney bit that he made off of it. Mm-hmm. He also died in the crash with her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so here's another, like, messed up detail about that whole situation. Charles invited Camilla to the wedding. So while Diana was saying her vows, Mm -hmm. she was staring at this woman that was in the pews of the church that she knew that her future husband, or now husband, whatever you want to say for whatever point in the ceremony, was having an affair with. Wow. So that was super messed up. That reminds me of Four Weddings and a Funeral, if you've ever seen that movie. No. (laughs) I feel like when you're a royal, I feel like you have this luxurious lifestyle, but you lack freedom in many ways. Princess Diana was known as the people's princess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She is one of the most humble and down-to-earth people out of any of the royals. Yep. And 
I feel like she lacked the freedom to even show how she was feeling. She couldn't even leave her relationship because she was in the eyes of the public, everyone, the world. Yeah. So that was actually one of the reasons why Philip was like, either let her go or do this wedding so that she stops having everyone staring at her. Mm -hmm. So like, oh. A lot, it's a misconception, I feel, that a lot of people were like, oh, the royal family was against her the entire time. That's actually really not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen Elizabeth actually was kind to her and, like, sympathized with her at the beginning of their marriage, mm-hmm. knowing how it feels to, like, be forced into kind of a marriage, having to, like, having arguments with your spouse. Mm-hmm. She, like, was like, oh, yeah, I get that. Philip. I was trying to make sure that that was the right name. Philip and I didn't always get along, and, like, she understood that. I do think that by saying she understood that, like, we have to understand that Queen Elizabeth is Queen Regent, or Regent. Mm -hmm. Regent. Yeah, Regent. So she was born into this lifestyle. Right. She's not the queen to step back while the king takes place, like, Prince Charles isn't even a king. Right. And that just shows that Elizabeth has been raised her whole life leading up to this, and she's only known her entire life to be in the public eye. She's never had this sudden being thrown on a pedestal the way that Diana was, because Diana was a lady, but she was the people's princess because she was so humble, and she was used to living, you know, amongst the people. Mm -hmm. And she was... She thought of herself as one of them, and she never thought of herself as too high or too mighty to interact with them at the most basic level. Right. Whereas Prince Queen Elizabeth was always raised to be, you are a royal, this must be the image you represent, and this must be this. And I think that even with this seemingly, not outpouring, but this show of camaraderie or companionship with Elizabeth wasn't enough for Diana because she realized that she was one of the only people to be a royal member of the family that hadn't been born into it or raised as a high enough lady or a high enough duke. There's Oh, oh, uh, you go first. There's a little bit more to it that, like, because Diana was such a part of, like, the community being, like, the people's princess, she let a lot of her emotions show. She was a very, like, genuine and raw person. Mm Mm-hmm. Even coming forth in interviews about how she had mental illness, how she had bulimia, all that stuff. But the whole thing was that the queen eventually got fed up with it because she's always had like this strict pro- like profile personality, even with her own family, mm-hmm. where she um, says that duty and service comes first. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically just seeing that Diana was letting the her emotions get the better of her was starting to wear down on the relationship, especially when things started crumbling between her son and Diana's marriage. Mm-hmm. But there's even more to that, too, that added on to it. So the Queen Mother, not Queen Elizabeth II, mm-hmm. somewhat set up Diana and Charles because Diana's, either it was her aunt or her stepmother, was her friend, like right. a lady. Yeah. And she's like, okay, let's set up our grandkids. And that's how they ended up starting to date, which they only met up in person 13 times before he proposed, fun yeah. fact. But the Queen Mother also helped Charles somewhat get away with his affair with Camilla. Mm-hmm. So there was just like a lot of recipes for disaster coming together yeah. with this whole relationship. Makes you wonder, um, I've, always, I've always been interested in like, um, 
the queen herself. Like, um, what was her dynamic with Philip? How did that relationship get started? Because I feel like if she were to understand Diana or in some sense or manner, then would Philip have come from some similar vein? Was he pressured into marrying Elizabeth too? I don't think so, mainly because I'm pretty sure Prince Philip had a higher rank in society before he married Elizabeth compared mm-hmm. to when um, Diana had rank as just Lady Diana before she met her husband. Right. I don't want to say his name because Prince Charles, I think, is... He was very much someone, because like you said, the Queen Mother wanted to set up their grandchildren, Diana and Charles, mm-hmm. and set up Camilla and Charles, or like help Charles get away with it. He is very much someone who wants his just desserts and to eat it too. Right. Like most of the time, I've, what I've understood about royals is that they tend to set up um, their um, their children with the sons and daughters of like dukes. Yep. Um, Arranged marriages. Barons. Yeah. So, however, I wanted to look into some of the other, like, some of the theories behind why Diana was killed, or if she was, per se, murdered. So, um, Diana and Charles actually got divorced in 1992, Mm -hmm. and the wreck was in 1997. Okay. So, they were already separated for five years by the time that happened. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So, she was... There with the lover, companion, mm-hmm. and, and the driver, Henry Paul. Right. Yep. All of them died in the accident. So at first, people were thinking that it was the paparazzi and stuff with the flashing lights causing... Yeah? Sorry. Um, the driver didn't die, but everyone else did. Pretty sure he did survive. He was in critical condition in the hospital, though, I think. Oh, and okay. people yeah. blame him. Yeah. Oh. Okay, then I have that part Didn't wrong. he also attempt to resign as a member of the Queen's Guard or of the Royal Family's Guard? I am not sure about that, but I do know that he did survive the accident, and mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people pointed fingers in his direction because it was believed to be that he was under the influence when he got behind the wheel. Oh. Yes. I had read somewhere that he... it said everyone died, so I forgive me for that mistake. Oh, no worries. Maybe he's no. dead now. I don't know. Maybe. Potentially. He's still alive. But, but either his name was Henry Paul, right? Yes. Right. Henry Paul, I remember reading this. Henry Paul had picked up Diana and Dodie from a party that was being hosted. Right. And they were very drunk, allegedly, by some eyewitness reports. Mm-hmm. Some of them say that Diana was still coherent enough to be, like, standing upright, while others say that she was getting tipsy and, you know, misstepping and stumbling a bit. So we don't really know what level of intoxicated she was, because it wasn't revealed either. Mm-hmm. So she, Dodi Al-Fayed, and her driver get into this car, and they immediately get swarmed by paparazzi who were trying to take photos of them as leaving the party in order to see if the rumors of them being lovers was true you know trying to see if they could see inside the car he the driver immediately starts driving away um not at breakneck speeds but sort of maneuvers to get away from them as quickly as possible because these paparazzi have come prepared. Not only are they on camera, but they on motorcycles, uh, mopeds, and cars as well. Mm-hmm. So in this one tunnel, 
Yeah. Apparently, the there is no direct eyewitness report of what happened in there. Right. Which is very sketchy to me because mm -hmm. it's a tunnel in a street. So they get into the tunnel. There's a loud bang and the car is totaled. Princess Diana and Dodi Al-Fayed are dead. And the driver, I believe, was... I don't know if he was conscious or barely conscious. Right. But one thing's for certain is that the two most valuable... Not to be harsh, but the two most valuable members of society that were in that car both died that night. No explanation, no eyewitness reports to say if it even was, you know, just how it said to be happened. Something worth noting is when the accident happened, I believe the driver, it was either the driver or maybe someone in the paparazzi did see this big white flash where people don't know exactly if it was maybe the car crashing, maybe like a headlight, mm -hmm. or it was a camera flash. A lot of people believe that the paparazzi drove her to her death. Yes. And correction, M was right. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they all three died, and there was no eyewitness reports of how the crash happened, except for, as you said, like that white flash. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> no, you're fine. Oh, but yeah. But they did find that his blood alcohol level was above the legal limit oh, yeah. while he was mm -hmm. driving. So that's another thing that could have contributed. Mm -hmm. But, like, if he was a member of the royal guard, like you say, even as an ex-royal member, she would have had some sort of protection. If you're supposed to be that protection, even if you're just driving, yeah. why are you also drinking? Yes, people believe that he may have been not not drugged, but he may have been like intoxicated through other means in right. order to you know reach this level. Because, like I said, there are very conflicting eyewitness reports of mm -hmm. what level of intoxication the three were at during the party. Yes, and I would like to know some of the context behind the party itself, and what led them to what happened as far as like event-wise. Who knows what kind of moods they were actually in um, when they were getting into their car. I mean, as far as we know, um, they could have been in a bad social situation. They were very much not, but I know that Diana herself was at the time mm -hmm. because did the divorce actually go through or was it still up in the air? The divorce was approved by Queen Elizabeth in okay. 1992. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, But feelings between Charles and Diana weren't good. Yeah, because there was this idea that he could not, Charles being he in question, could not marry Camilla if his ex-wife was still alive. Which, keep in mind, Camilla was his mistress while he was married to Diana. Right. So there's a lot of ill will where, well, I had an affair with Camilla while I was married to Diana. And now Diana and I divorced. If I propose to Camilla while Diana is still alive, it will sort of not inherently prove, but give credit to the fact that the affair was legit and it was real. And that I had no feelings for Diana, which would make him mm -hmm. seem like the bad guy in the situation because Diana had built up a lot of public goodwill right. through her service and through her interactions with people. So having Diana out of the system would give him a period of, oh, my precious ex-wife, she's gone. 
she cannot slander me anymore, and she is still looked as sort of a good person instead of a martyr. Mm -hmm. Because if Diana was alive when he proposed, she would have been seen as a martyr, you know, someone who had gone forth through a marriage that she herself has claimed she didn't really feel loved in. Mm -hmm. She's publicly talked about this, and she's publicly still, you know, like, there's not really good feelings between me and the royal family. I wish them no ill will, mm -hmm. but for the sake of it, I do not want to talk about it. But there's still the threat of, I can air your dirty laundry if you do this. Right. Eliminating her entirely would have prevented some of the dark truths to be slipping out. That's definitely the case. And it looks like a lot of the ill will was just directly from Charles. Because even when they were discussing about divorcing, the queen wanted to allow Diana to keep the title Her Royal Highness. Mm -hmm. But Charles, like, refused. He was arguing against it, like, the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, like yeah. it was it was harmless to let her keep the title, but he was just, like, so adamant about it being, like, I want to disconnect myself from this woman as much as possible. Yeah. And well, if he had given, if he had left Her Royal Highness to Diana, she and Camilla would have shared the same title had he married Camilla while she was still alive. So... What this is implying is that um, this accident may not have been an accident. There so is per a se. theory. There's yes. a theory. But, um, I mean, firstly, I mean, we do understand that, like, um, you know, being a celebrity, you know, comes with a lot of pressure. You know, lots of um, modern celebrities have that, you know, that camera on them all the time. They're always in the public eye. Um, even, like, um, whether you are, like, the head of state or a Hollywood star, you know, ever, the, all, the public eye is going to be on you, what your relationships are, you know. Because some celebrities, even, like, I mean, most of the time, you know, actors, actresses, they're viewed as, like, um, to a certain extent, like, role models, you know. So, like, their personal lives are often, like, hyperly, like, scrutinized. And um, some of them really don't deserve that. And um, the same goes for some of the royal families, too. Um, some of the royal families' personal lives, um, like, people, like, scrutinize them, and they scrutinize themselves for, seem for seeming what we would just call, you know, normal. You know? I would say it's not that they scrutinize themselves, but there's sort of judgment amongst royals for being too casual or for being too mm -hmm. informal, you know? Right. For example, Kate Middleton, she was, you know, she did have a high place in society, higher than an average person at least. Right. But her... I guess mini slingshot into royalty was like oh wow you know like I have to wear stockings underneath my dresses now I have to wear these types of clothes I cannot wear this brand or this brand mm -hmm. if I do have this brand it has to be approved by the royal designer and everything <laughs> so it was very much like there was judgment if you don't adhere to the image that they think a royal should have and that can and be applied towards um Hollywood celebrities, too. Some of them feel are under the same um, spotlight because it's like, what brand are they wearing? You know, like people like sponsors are constantly paying 
celebrities to wear things and some of them are just like well what if i don't want to wear that what if i want to wear this and they're just like you can't you know like you'll lose the deal and you will lose money what we um avalon you had something oh i was gonna say um going back to the crash Mm -hmm. something worth noting too is that diana wasn't wearing a seatbelt. apparently her last words were oh my god what's happened and she said it to a fire marshal that was on the scene and what killed her, because she had no real external injuries to her face. Right. But they think that it was an internal injury, and it was a very small tear in a vein in her lung, Mm -hmm. a very rare injury on the inside that was fatal. And Mm. she was still talking and moving. That's, That's oddly specific. Paparazzi watched her die, and no one helped. They just kept taking photos. Yep. Yeah, that's how they do. And I feel like we still see like that scrutinization of royalty today mm-hmm. with um oh my god, what is the name? Prince the two that left. Meghan Markle and Prince William. And Fr- no, Prince, Prince Harry. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, we see that again and um mm-hmm. it's fun to note that Harry it's been described as being a lot like his mother. Right. Yes. So you're he just kind of seeing these much, echoes. He's very much a people's person. Like, he did serve in the UK's armed forces, and he still has friends that he talks to. Right. And he is very much someone who has taken, I guess, sort of a casual approach to British life. Right. Or to royal life, I should say. Yeah. He was known as the country's most eligible bachelor for a few years. He was... Uh, very athletic, very sporty, and at times that the paparazzi did catch him on a day that he wasn't set to make a public appearance, Mm -hmm. he still looked not untouchable, but sort of, how do I phrase this? As someone who knew that they had more weight to their existence than other people. Right. And there is sort of this if you look at some royals, they look untouchable. You cannot speak to them. If you yeah. approach them, it's something like taboo. Very regal. Yes, exactly. And for him and his brother, Prince William, they're very much sort of like, you could go up to them if you wanted to, but it's best advised not to because of their title. And right. it's also best to advise not to because if anything bad were to happen in that split moment, right. you would be putting a target on your back. That is and true. I think that's part of the reason why the paparazzi didn't do that. I don't want to assume that all paparazzi are sleazebags and would rather watch a royal princess die than just help, but at the same time, if they had gone into the car and had attempted to help Diana, if she did have that rare but fatal tear in her lung and died anyway, someone would have found some way to pin the blame on one of them. Right. Or to be like, if you hadn't jostled her, if you had taken more medical care, why didn't you leave her for the paramedics? And that's part of the reason why in a car crash, most people aren't supposed to intervene when someone is on the ground or someone is injured. You know, you have to wait until the paramedics come. Do not move them. Do not touch them. Exactly. As someone who like took emergency response training um, back in high school, it was that... You get into an accident, you don't touch the person. You don't move them. Like, Mm -hmm. you let the medical professionals touch them. The only case where you'd move them is if there's, like, a dangerous thing nearby. Like, if it's, like, the car's on fire, you need to get them out of the car. Mm -hmm. Or, like, the car's at risk of getting hit again. Get yourself and the person to safety. Like, that's it. Right. So, if there wasn't anything like that, there would be no 
need. And plus, these people probably didn't have any like medical experience mm-hmm. aside from like at the very most probably basic life support. Right. She also kept looking back at the paparazzi oh, yeah. while not wearing a seatbelt. So she may have had an injury to her neck as well oh. on the impact. Mm-hmm. In one of the most famous photos where a paparazzi is in front of the car driving, she is turned around like fully backwards and you can only see a little bit of her neck and the back of her head because she is staring out the back window where you can still see more cars like driving behind them. Mm-hmm. So very, it's very likely that she could have been turned the entirely wrong way where the impact did cause some internal injuries. Right. We know that the crash happened in a tunnel, and the tunnel was um, busy, was it not? It was mildly busy, but it was very poorly lit. Okay. So, and this took place, um, just so I know, it did take place in England, London? Yes. Okay. So where was she living at this time? Was she still living with the royal family, or did she have somewhere else? I believe she was not living with the royal family at that time. However, I could be incorrect. All right. But I would assume that she did leave the royal palace to a different estate, if not her old apartment. So what weight did... Um, I know you explained earlier that um, Dodie had some uh, social weight on him as well. Um, what was it, What was his weight like? Dodie Al-Fayed? Mm-hmm. Who was um who was his father and stuff? Because I am actually not I don't really know too much about him. So Dodi Al Fayed was a I guess like he was a socialite I should say. Right. Okay. He was um the son of a billionaire mm-hmm. Muhammad Al Fayed and he was a film producer. Oh. Okay. So he was. A socialite, but amongst royals and amongst old money and old socialites, being a new film producer is nothing. Right. You're new money, you're worthless, you're <laughs> this. So even if Diana had been given the world by this man, who she very clearly had affection for and right. who very clearly had affection for her as well, right? anyone would have said... Or uh, there would have been a criticism of why would you leave a royal to go marry or to engage with a new money billionaire? Right. What was the proof of their possible love affair? They were constantly photographed together whenever they went on trips or expeditions and they did travel a lot. Okay. So there was substantial evidence to prove that they were somehow involved in each other's lives, but people suspected it might have been um, a simple relationship to potentially an affair back when she was married to Charles because accusations love flying, or even they were set to be engaged. Now, was there anything besides um, some form of Um, social benefits? Was there any financial benefits to her death? Could anyone have benefited from that? Not anyone in the royal family. She left most of her estate to her sister, Lady Sarah, her her own family, and obviously her two sons that she had with Charles. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to keep. It's a good thing to ask that question because oftentimes in, you know, I put quote, accidents, you know, if there is some form of insurance you know, claim that a 
um, next of kin or some form of family member can make. You know, that's usually one of the primary motives for murder is financial. But in the case for this, um, if this is if this is if this is indeed murder, it's more or less for the social benefit, it seems. Or to just get rid of that fact that you know too much. Loose ends. Mm-hmm. The social loose ends. I would say the reputation of it, mm-hmm. because the royals have a reputation of being clean and lawful and not cut up in anything bad inherently. Right. An affair while you are married to the mother of your children, who then divorces you, and then you propose to the woman you had an affair with while she is alive and she could air out your dirty laundry about how you neglected her in favor of this woman and your children, would inherently ruin Prince Charles' reputation and the royal family's reputation, who, like you said, the queen mother helped Charles hide this affair. If they had any involvement or acknowledgement that he was continuously doing this to his wife, immediately trust in the royal family would be long forgotten. Indeed. Definitely. And another thing to note, that when she did pass the funeral, originally the queen argued for a private funeral for her instead of a public televised one because she's like, she's an ex-royal. She doesn't get that treatment until she finally had to give in because the people loved Diana so much. And like her advisors were like, that's not really smart to do that. So eventually she had to concede and be like, okay, we'll have a televised funeral. Yeah. Which just shows like how much weight of that was like, she was a huge figure. She was. And even though she may not have had the background to be claimed of as pure high blood as the actual royal family, Mm -hmm. she was still loved enough to make up for it. And there was this imbalance of, well, you may have the political and fiscal power to do this, but I have the societal like gain, I guess, in order to make you seem out to be your bad person that you really are and to air out your just desserts and your dirty laundry. So I see where my mistake came from earlier. Um, so the driver did die as well as Dodie, but there was one person who did survive that accident. And it was actually Trevor Reese Jones, who was the bodyguard to Dodie Fayette. Mm. So there was oh. another person in the accident. Yeah. So there are suspicions that he possibly was in on it. I am looking into the full conspiracy right now. So I'll pop back in a little bit. But that's well, where I made that mistake earlier. Um, although we are getting close to the end here. I will say that it should be time for us to give our closing statements, though. I would like to see what you guys think um, overall, like your feelings on the issue, um, what you think happened. I'll start with M. Well, honestly, it was a situation that just was a bad recipe from the start. A 19-year-old lady marrying this 32-year-old prince. Mm-hmm. And starting off the the relationship with only 13 in-person visits. Right. Then being told the night before your wedding that I don't love you. So that already set them up for a bad marriage. And then all this stuff just kept adding on and on until it finally reached the tipping point. Right. Which was the divorce. And even though she tried to get away from it, it just caught up with her in the end, really. 
if we're going to believe the conspiracies. Okay. I think there's definitely something more that no one wants to admit because for such a high-profile figure, there's a lot of details that are murky, that are not clear. Eyewitness reports are unreliable at best, and paparazzi will say anything to get a good story. Right. I think that what happened to Princess Diana was something that no single person on this earth could know in its entirety unless they are sitting behind the gated walls of Buckingham Palace. Right. Well said. I I believe that her death could have easily been prevented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we earlier talked about that thin vein in her lung that was torn. Right. There has to be a way that that could have been treated. Um, also, something really interesting is that apparently Dodi Fayed's father had suggested that Reese Jones, who is Fayed's bodyguard, knew the crash was premeditated. Mm-hmm. So even his father is saying that he may have known. And even looking at the lights in that tunnel, it could have been used to blind the driver. There are a lot of things that are very suspicious, but I feel like unless I was there, or if I knew someone who was in Buckingham Palace, like Giselle said, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to give a straight answer. But I do think that her death is very suspicious and it could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. He should not have been allowed behind the wheel if he were intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. And as for me, um, I know that there are definitely cases out there um, more on the civilian type level that are similar to this. Um where crashes happen and, um, you know, premeditated, we should say, premeditated accidents, um, things that happen on purpose. Oftentimes, like with stuff with like celebrities and royals, um, like they got the money. They got the money to shoo things away. So if there was more of an investigation, I'm sure that any interest, any parties that didn't want to be involved could easily have thrown down the money to avoid it. And, um... Definitely. The public eye is a dangerous place to be. Yep. And I personally don't know what to think, but I can say that, um, anything at this point can definitely be possible. So, without further ado, thank you all for joining me today, and hopefully we will see, um our audience next time for our next episode. I am Neil Nestor. I'm Em. I'm Giselle. I'm just your human being. And please do not drive intoxicated. Thank you.